This podcast was created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Booty and the Binge. My name is Jinu and with me I have my soul sister Adi. Hi Adi. Yes. Hey everyone. Hi. How have you been Adi? How's been your booty? I've been amazing. My booty has been tight AF. <laughs> never been this fresh, never been this uh luscious and I really don't know why. I don't know why maybe it's the monsoon weather which is not very crazy but at the same time it's it's making survival a lot easier yeah it's a very fertile weather <laughs> it's a very fertile weather <laughs> it's making my basement flood <laughs> yeah how has your booty been jino i think kind of like yours so um okay i'll tell you something i was on grinder the other day okay and <laughs> yes. i had this very insightful moment so i don't know if this is an insight or this is something very typical but what i noticed mm. was nowadays a lot of people are keeping screenshots of their grinder chats as their dp okay so it's kind okay. of like okay. testimonials of their sex adventures I'm not even kidding. Like I was so so amazed by it. I was so intrigued by it. I'm like, look at us. Like gay people are such great marketers, such natural marketers. Even in dating, they have brought in consumer response and consumer feedback. I'm like, no this wonder. is so cool. And this one profile stood out to me. Like really stood out to me. I'll tell you about it. So uh, really good looking guy, by the way. Uh, I'm assuming yeah. it was his own pictures. So uh, the okay. first couple of pictures were. uh like the person's photos okay and then the third or fourth yeah. picture was the screenshot but it it was a screenshot okay. of you know on grinder at the top right corner you see those views the uh, the list of yeah. views so it was a screenshot of that and there was a text written over it and it said 1000 views in one day and that okay. was the screenshot on his dp okay. and i was like Oh, oh my God. God! Work, bitch. Because I'm like, oh, this person clearly knows his target audience. He's like, he yeah. knows what he's serving, and he knows people are eating it up, and he's just showing yeah. it off. So I was like, just work, bitch. That's so fabulous. <laughs> I was so, so intrigued. Okay, wait a minute. I have a couple of questions now. I am somebody who's not been on Grinder for a very long time, <laughs> and I'm saying this with all modesty. But uh, and I really don't know why I haven't been on Grinder for a very long time. Maybe because I'm done with everyone in my immediate grid. Um, but are you telling me that the platform has evolved a lot, and now you can put like multiple pictures, like Tinder? Yeah. Oh my God! Seems like you have not okay. been on Grindr for ages now. So yeah, yeah. Ages. Yeah, you can put yeah. like multiple pictures as your DPs, and uh, like I said, now you even get to see who viewed your profile, and you can even explore other areas. Wow. Like uh, in the last episode, how you were mentioning some people were exploring the Tokyo Olympics, uh, Olympic Village, <laughs> by changing their location oh, to that. Yeah. So yeah. something like that you also something you can do uh, 
Um, yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> but I, I do, I do agree with the whole idea of um, so, you know, and we are, we are not. I mean, we might generalize by saying this that most gay men, and especially when they are on digital platforms like grinder or tinder they they get they develop this very competitive feeling about how many matches they are oh, getting yeah. and how many replies they are getting absolutely and no matter how many uh, so for instance this views thing is new i haven't heard about views how many views your profile has gotten but i like how people are keeping that in mind as well and making sure they 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 outperform themselves every single absolutely time. so in fact there is this new layout on grinder these days so uh, people yeah. who upload new pictures are now completely shown separately earlier you know those pictures used to come at the top of the screen now they have like a separate section okay. altogether for people who are uploading new pictures so i have noticed some people oh. yeah some people always like to stay on that grid so they will make sure that every time their picture is shifted to the general grid they will upload something new maybe just a variation of that same old picture but uh, they will upload it again yeah. so that yeah. their uh, profile again bounces back to that new uh, pictures kind of layout so yeah i i'm yeah you're wow. right people are very competitive that way <laughs> wow but um, i i really wish uh, you know gay people learn how to make their lives a lot easier because there is so much going on and you're constantly uh, you know being put through and i also feel that this comes from a lot of uh, you know toxic conversations and narratives which the society throws at you they're always telling you that you're not good enough uh, that you're not going to find the true love uh, you're never going to settle down you're never going to marry and for some reason i feel i've seen a lot of my queer friends as well they try to give a lot of other things purpose in their lives so for instance let's say if they're on social media how many instagram followers do they have or uh, how much money do they have if they're really doing good in career so there there has to be some purpose but it gets really toxic when they try to you know attach social media and numbers and absolutely i have even seen profiles which intend to take you to their instagram handle and get you to follow their instagram handle like that's the whole yeah. point of them existing on this platform so that they can start chatting with you get you to follow them and so that they can improve their numbers on instagram so that's also something i've seen people do uh, especially in my yeah. case so i totally understand what you are saying this whole to- toxic culture so for example i am somebody who is known as the time passer on grind okay. <laughs> when i say time passer okay. it means i yeah. uh, chat a lot of casual things with people but i don't meet anybody for hookup so <laughs> and people get really annoyed yeah. by it so um, and of the opinion that see it's it's a, a platform where people are very blatant about what they are looking for and That's yeah true. and in such a place if somebody is having a very decent conversation with you if somebody is engaging with you that's for me like a litmus test of their decency i would say like if they are being yeah. modest over there and they are being yeah. uh, you know fun in terms of conversation over there then i would like to meet that person in real so that's my uh, point of view but again like it's very rare to find people like that so most of the people i talk to they get annoyed mm. by me not agreeing to meet <laughs> immediately yeah. after starting the chat uh, but yeah i think 
to some extent i am kind of sadistic that way that uh, if somebody is getting annoyed because i am not ready to hook up instantly i kind of get some pleasure out of it i'm like oh my god i just annoyed this person <laughs> am i better than everyone <laughs> am i the villain am i, am I a better soul <laughs> totally I'm above you all <laughs> absolutely but i like how we started this episode with a little bit of venting out about grinder and uh, you know queer culture and all these millennials these days like hate them hate them yeah. and uh, i'm really glad you said millennials these days because the uh, movie that we are going to talk about today is about youngsters yeah. from the time when we were not even born or rather the year when we were born we were just born <laughs> the year we were born <laughs> also by the way so uh, this time around we are not talking about a show we are going to talk about a movie because uh, we came across this movie we absolutely loved it and we really wanted to share uh, this movie with you guys also so that you guys can also have this joy so yeah do you want to tell them about this movie jinu introduced me to this movie and okay so jinu let me tell you this thing not that i haven't heard about this film before you told me about it I think I had seen it on the catalog of Kashish Film Festival a couple of years back, and I chose to miss the show because in my head I was like, "Oh, just some drag queens in a desert, you know? What's what's so fun about it? It's okay. There could be you know a little bit of musical and stuff." Did not take that movie that seriously. You told me about it. I watched it for this episode, and midway in the film. i was like oh my god i know i know this frame i've seen this picture somewhere realized that i'd seen it on kashish ka catalog and i was shook i was like this is such a good movie i should have watched it long long back so the movie's name is the adventures of priscilla queen of the desert so the name itself is queen so fabulous desert. it's such a fabulous name like the lengthy name it's kind yeah. of such a drag thing you know it's like the name itself is dragged out i absolutely love that and uh, i'll tell you about how i yeah. come across uh, came across this movie so yes. um yeah. like uh, you guys might already know i am like a really big drag race fan so much so that i watch every single edition of it apart from us i also watch okay. like uh, the uk edition the australian edition the canadian edition all those things yeah. so i was watching drag race yes. down under which is the australian edition and in literally okay. every alternate episode the queens used to talk about this movie called priscilla and how that movie yeah. completely changed the game and how that movie had yeah. such a monumental impact on the whole drag scene and not just drag scene but queer culture in general in australia and i started getting yeah. really intrigued about it i googled this movie and the posters itself really 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 you know caught my attention the posters are so beautifully yeah. made and so intriguing that's, that's and then cool. i saw like yes. some movie clips on youtube and again it was such a really a uh, fabulous experience i was like i have to watch this movie so i then kept all of the netflix shows that i was watching aside and i decided to make time for this movie and i watched it and i i, I will just say it was the best decision ever because i cherish this this movie now i absolutely love it I I can't thank you enough for introducing me to this film. It made my Sunday. It it truly made my Sunday. And uh, yes, let's please start talking about it and how much we love this. Absolutely. Film. So, do you want to tell them about what, what this movie is about? Sure. So uh, this movie is uh, basically about um, Adam. Sorry, and uh, 
uh, Anthony. Yeah. What's the name? Anthony. Uh, Anthony is a drag queen. Adam is another drag queen who performs yeah. with uh, Anthony. Uh, and then there is uh, Bernie or Bernadette, uh, their uh, trans woman friend. Um, and the three of them. So basically, Anthony, after his performance, gets a call from his ex-wife. Or I don't think they have had a divorce. No, no. They're, they're still married. They're still married. Right, yeah. On paper. Yeah, so he gets a call from his wife saying that, hey, listen, um, do you want to come to Alice Springs? And uh, he gets a call that, you know, come, come down and perform here. Um, at, at this very time, Bernadette had uh, lost her husband or boyfriend. Um, so many, so many, uh, you know, uh, clarifications. But uh, uh, Anthony asked Bernadette, hey, listen, do you want to come with me on this uh, trip? And then Adam was already a part of this trip. And the three of them, they get a camper and they choose to take a road trip. Also, I, I guess, because at that time, flights were really expensive in Australia. They could have taken, you know, a direct flight, but they chose to do the road trip. And uh, it goes great. They have a lot of experiences. Uh, they stop at this uh, small town where they get beaten up, where they get shooed away where uh, they, they see the kind of homophobia which was prevalent in Australia at that point of time, especially outside the bubble of Sydney. Um, then they get uh, their, their camper kind of breaks down in the middle of a desert, but they find you know uh, other people, people who actually own that land, come and interact with them and how inclusive they were. Um, and uh, slowly, you know, I feel that... Uh, this movie, like, eventually he goes to the, the the main resort in Alice Spring, meets the wife, meets his kid, performs there, gets a lot of resolution, and comes back to Sydney uh, refreshed and happy. And I I could, you know, when I, when I watched this entire thing, I had a lot of ifs and buts. I was like, okay, is this movie uh, about... Uh, you know, uh, uh, queer people getting stuck in a desert? Or is this movie about them, you know, making it through the desert very easily, but, uh, you know, facing the kind of uh, homophobia in small towns? What is this movie actually going to be about? But I was surprised. It served me every single thing, every single experience. And uh, I was just delighted after watching that movie. Absolutely. Please uh, fill in if I've missed on anything. No, no, I think yeah. you have covered uh, the plot of the movie beautifully. Uh, for me, like you said, the movie gives you different experiences at different points in the film. Uh, more so, I felt like, uh, in a very typical sense, this movie was about self-discovery. Uh, because uh, when the movie starts, you see all the three characters... Uh, you know, they are having this feeling of being worn out. Uh, they are having this feeling of, you know, longing for a change. Uh, they call Sydney their home, but uh, the city is not really showing them as much love at that point. And a lot of things around yes. them are changing. And so uh, yes. there is that fear also, you know. Uh, so, and I feel like maybe not in the same context, but we all in general go to the, uh, go through these kind of feelings, especially the feeling That's of being true. worn out or running out of steam. I feel like I have had those moments where I would just, you know, want to uh, change things up, switch things up in some way or the other. And I think that's where yes. this road trip comes in. 
because if you see the other two characters, so Anthony, of course, uh, wants to go because he wants to have that change. But even the other two characters yes. want to, you know, uh, break through out of that routine that they have in Sydney and experience something new. And that experience really fulfills whatever they were searching for. And uh, each yeah. of them were longing for different things. And in the end, you see all things fall into the right places, uh, which was the beauty of yes. the whole film. So I absolutely yeah, yeah. love that about it. I agree, and especially you know the whole uh, the, the the whole um, thought and ask for home, oh, totally. which was very consistent. Yeah, yeah. It started with them, uh, you know, seeking for home and acknowledging the fact that you know maybe Sydney is not their yeah. home, and they still have to find their home. And they are on a trip, and they try various places, uh, and eventually they realize that Sydney is their home, and. Uh, you There's know, no in the, spoiler, in the end but shot. not for all, <laughs> not for all of them. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> also, I um, I was very um, you know, so there were points in the movie where I was very very anxious. Uh, so the three characters that you have in this movie, uh, they are very um, they are very proud about themselves in the way that they don't want to hide in any kind of way. Uh, so, for example, the yeah. first town they stop at—it's uh, a very small town, a very seemingly rural area in Australia. Uh, they choose to step out exactly. and drag during the day. They choose to step out yeah. and drag during the day, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god!" The whole time I had my fingers crossed because I was like, "Something bad is coming." Because I was like, "Oh my god!" Something wrong is going to happen. Even at night, they choose to go into this shady bar in full drag. and they are not well yeah. received at first but they make it work after that and i i was yeah. the whole time i was just like keeping my fingers crossed and i was so anxious but also um, they have shown you can find common grounds with people you know uh, for example when they were at that bar they obviously did not have anything major and uh, in common with people over there but still they were able to find mm-hmm. that one thread that connected them and they ended up having a lot of fun that night and that's how this movie was really able to surprise me at every turn because uh i expected something totally different to happen that night and then it ended yeah. up being something absolutely amazing so also also so uh dead naming trans people i think it was yes. an issue back then it still remains an issue so yeah yeah <laughs> true true uh, you know and 1994 so this film i think was definitely way uh, way ahead of its Absolutely. time and it was touching about concepts uh, and you know social equations which you know may we might be seeing ma- getting manifested now in 2021 um and those you know those were the things about uh, being fluid with one's gender uh, trying to navigate between parenthood and uh, you know uh trying to navigate between your own identities and trying to see uh, you know are also challenging the society at the same time absolutely i feel all of them nothing stopped them and i i really don't know where to begin from my favorite scene was when um uh, you know anthony finally meets his son oh, yeah and they are they are near a river and throughout the film it's shown that both adam and anthony are crazy about abba yeah. uh yeah. but bernie doesn't like abba so she she keeps saying that hey listen anything about abba 
and in the end we see when uh, anthony gets a little bit of free time with his son and they're sitting next to a river or you know just trying to have a conversation and um, anthony asks the son hey you know are you okay with what i do do you know who i am and that conversation was very difficult for anthony to make it happen sure. but it was so easy yeah. for that child to you know receive and he said that i know what you do can you do abba for me yeah, yeah. and then when yeah. we go back to sydney will you have a boyfriend and that will be really cool and i was like kids you know it it that that moment also taught me that kids are uh, very inclusive by nature naturally they're very inclusive and it's the world and the conditioning which makes them so cruel totally i think kids definitely pick up whatever is taught to them right so uh, when yeah. so the mother or rather the wife of anthony she is also a lesbian uh, in the movie so yeah. uh, obviously the kid is growing up around uh, this characters uh, who are uh, you know living their truth and i'm sure that sort of had impact on that kid and so i absolutely agree with you that that scene was uh, one of my favorite scenes as well i was i was so emotional in that scene i literally felt yeah. bit like i was tearing up but yeah it was such a beautiful scene um another yeah. scene i was really uh, so uh, that scene where the uh, bus is uh, not bus but uh, priscilla whatever you call that vehicle uh, by the way okay uh, i think one thing we didn't cl- clarify so priscilla is the name of the vehicle they are traveling in so the, the camper yeah the camper yeah 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 so um, so when it's broken down in the middle of the desert uh, you see the first nation people of australia uh, who kind of give them shelter for the night and it was also such a special moment because uh, both are marginalized communities of the society uh, at one end you have queer people a trans woman uh, and on the other hand you have uh, kind of gypsy uh, people uh, the first Natives, nation people yeah. and uh, somehow again they find that common thread between them and uh, the the result is magical they end up performing uh, to uh, i will survive which is one of my favorite songs by the way and uh, yeah. you can actually go and watch that scene on youtube it's a magical magical scene it's such a sweet touching scene uh, nothing too you know dramatic in that but uh, again i feel like art always transcends you know uh, racial ethnicities or any kind of uh, divisions you have between you uh, they uh, the first nation people were performing music and they wanted these girls also to join them and perform something and when they performed something that language of art spoke through and it was such a beautiful moment so that's also one of my favorite things yeah jinu and i'll tell you so i definitely agree with you that was a very special point and uh, a statement maker in the film it actually starts with so yes the three of them they get stuck in uh, in the middle of the desert and uh, bernie says that you know what let me go out let me walk till the main road and try to get some help she gets a help to you know two white people yes, a white yes. couple um and she brings them you know to the spot where the camper had broken down and the moment the couple realizes that it's a bunch of gay people they you know immediately choose not to help them and drive away i think away. that couple first doesn't realize that bernie is a trans woman i think yeah, woman, i think they just yes. thought she was yeah. a lady who was stuck in the middle of the desert and then when they find out i think that's when uh, you know the impression completely changes and they just drive away so yeah 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 
yeah yeah and that very night they meet uh, the the natives and uh, they realize oh my god how inclusive they are and how accepting they were at the same time and i think the inclusivity was also shown when uh, they kind of remix uh you know <laughs> i will survive by adding their own instruments and you know their own and one of acapella. them uh, one of the guys from the natives they he joins them uh, yeah yeah he also dresses up in drag and joins them in the performance yeah <laughs> yeah that was really special um so, and yeah. even you know the whole the whole character of bobby who comes in later yes. as a mechanic yeah um, or rather his wife might... oh my god his wife is my amazing character that was a very interesting character <laughs> Cynthia Cynthia so i was initially kind of skeptical about how i feel about that character because uh, you know it's a movie from the 90s uh, not the most woke yeah. woke of the time uh, so it's kind of like yes. a stereotypical asian character uh, so that was there but at the end of the day uh, Cynthia had her moments i feel like they gave her her time to shine so uh yeah. just take it with a pinch of salt i think <laughs> it was a fun character yeah yes yes but this used to happen a lot and uh, so i have my cousins living in australia mm-hmm. and they would say that um um philippines is uh, as a country is obsessed with australia mm-hmm. and yeah. people there they want to like especially women young women there they want to find you know a lover from australia get married to him and come and settle down in australia but when they arrive they also have this major cognitive dissonance and they say that oh life here is nothing like what we mm-hmm. imagined we thought yeah. that here it would be very sophisticated and lifestyle would be really great but it's a harsh country a little yeah. bit and they are constantly frustrated about this and maybe that's what they try to capture in this film absolutely especially well. Cynthia she is yeah. stuck in like a village technically like she moved from philippines yeah. to a village in australia she didn't really move to australia yes. that she envisioned so yeah i totally agree yeah. with you but it was interesting in how um, i i especially like those scenes when adam would choose to uh, go up on the top of the camper and just you know do do his performance can we talk about the costumes like oh my god yes. the costumes are so fabulous it was camp af it was camp to the next level by the way quick trivia this movie won an oscar for costumes so just saying wow <laughs> wow no wonder that scene where adam is sitting at the top of the uh, uh, the van and he's in that silver dress and the uh, dress is floating behind him kind of like so beautiful so angelic the scene was man the, it was magnificent Absolutely. it was going all the way i was like how is adam even setting all of this up <laughs> and not you know falling down out of the camp yeah and the best things are bernie's reactions to all of that she's like sitting uh, in the in the van very annoyed with uh, whatever adam is doing <laughs> but uh, that banter yeah. is also really fun and uh, it's really fun to see how uh those two characters were clashing in the uh, at the beginning and towards the end they kind of you know they also become like a family so that was also really fun yeah. to find out yeah it was interesting i think it it also uh, i how i looked at the whole film was uh, my personal journey with my queer identity um knowing that i'm i'm trapped i'm not feeling at home i'm feeling a little worn out and deciding to venture out a little go on my adventure trip 
meet all kinds of people from the community uh, and outside the community uh, get get a lot of my biases broken and eventually realize that you know this is what i want in life mm-hmm. and i will i will be the the, the real you know care uh, keep you know care keeper of my happiness so um one more larger conversation we could have would be uh, about the fact that the three ca- main characters of the movie are actually played by straight men which which was very surprising yes. to me because especially bernie's yeah. character it's played with so much you know sensibility that uh, i kind of assumed it would be a trans person trans playing that character person. but it turned out to, to be a straight yeah. man and by the way i uh, so i was feeling like like i have seen these actors somewhere i've seen these places somewhere and turns out all of these actors the three actors who are playing the lead characters are actually very accomplished like for example anthony yes. is played by hugo weaving uh, and you may remember him from lord of the rings he plays the lord yes. of the elvish uh elves sorry lord of the rings though uh, came out after like yes, probably yes. all of the movies that um, i'm going to talk about came after like yes. for example uh, terence stamp plays bernadet and uh, he was also in uh, star wars uh, star wars uh, he was the uh, he was in one of those movies where uh, uh, that girl uh, what's her name um black swan girl no uh, um, uh, what the fuck and- <laughs> Natalie Portman. Oh my God! How how yeah. can I forget yeah. Natalie Portman's name? Um, yeah, so he was in one of those movies. He was in Star Wars, and uh, the guy who plays uh, Adam, his name is Guy Pearce. And if you guys are Christopher Nolan fan, you guys must have watched Memento. And Guy Pearce actually plays the lead role in that. By the way, Memento is the movie uh, which on which Gajni was based on. So yeah. yeah, so all three actors are fabulous actors, but straight men playing uh, queer roles. which i think back in 1994 i think it was not even a conversation that they were having cis men yes mm-hmm. totally uh, i was also reading about it that uh, they they reached out to a lot of actors at that point of time but a lot of them uh, you know chose not to take it up mm-hmm. also because of the kind of homophobia which was prevalent in australia in the year 1994 even though like there were gay communities living together in australia uh but at the same time there was a lot of homophobia and uh, uh because also like you know sydney was a a a, a gay capital uh, in australia at that point of time the aids you know yes. uh, issue was also really big at that point of time so the sentiments weren't very good not a lot of people wanted to take up these roles and uh, i i was reading it somewhere that when uh, they gave the role of anthony to hugo he took it up because he hardly had anything and he did like an amazing job Absolutely. to it but i would have definitely loved to see like a real trans person play a trans role as well mm-hmm. um and it's high time you know we we stop giving them to cis people absolutely absolutely having yeah, said that yeah. i must say uh, the character of bernadette has been played really well uh very sensibly but yeah i totally agree I with you know. like uh, in today's day yes. and age it makes sense if you have trans people pay- playing trans characters especially you know yeah. we recently had a controversy in india where one of the ott platforms decided to make a show about trans uh, uh, women and they actually hired okay. a, a, a cis woman to play that role and that cis woman yeah. was uh, saying she was uh, playing role of a man so 
which is so weird actually even to hear in today's day and very problematic yeah, absolutely very problematic. very problematic so yeah so yeah. maybe at that point they were not having these kind of conversations but yeah and today i think well, today it makes more sense to hire trans people for trans roles um uh, in terms of the sheer impact that this movie has had um i was reading about you know the legacy of priscilla and what i found out was so all of the villages you see in priscilla uh, in that desert uh, and all of the hotels they stay at all of those are real places those are not like made up yeah. sets like those were not movie sets and so yes. now it uh, all of those places which were alien to queer people have become like queer tourist spots because everybody wants to see uh, that trip that the uh, queens from priscilla took and in fact i think uh, all of these places now have their own priscilla shows so they have like theater productions and all of priscilla which is so great like queer people are claiming space in places where they were not really welcome at one point of time uh, absolutely fabulous and uh, one more thing i found out was australian government is so fond of this movie and considers this movie as such a great representation of australian culture that during sydney olympics uh, during the closing ceremony they actually had a float themed priscilla and they hired drag yes. queens to perform on it so uh, fabulous fabulous like kudos to australian government for that yes and kudos to everyone who made this film it's such a delight it touched my heart and i think it came to my life at the right time at the right minute um and i was you know honestly like my regular uh, sessions where i kind of get a little demotivated about my life and i feel that it's because of my queer identity but then movies like these they just light and brighten up your day a lot more and they definitely leave you a lot more motivated and optimistic about life so this was definitely one of that those kind of films absolutely all right so that was our binging on the film the adventures of priscilla queen of the desert and uh, talking about a little bit of our booty as well we have still a lot to talk about and a lot of binging to do so we will do it and bring another episode very very soon to you and till then do follow us we are on almost every podcasting platform especially spotify and now we are also on youtube so you can go and look for our episodes on youtube um link will be in our uh, uh in our channel description on spotify so you can get it from there and uh, do let us know if you want to uh, you know if you want us to watch a new uh, piece of content be it a movie or a show but around the lgbtq moments and till then take care stay safe and keep binging